Good evening, Patriots, and it's May 26th in the year 2022. It's a Thursday, and those of you on the East Coast, welcome to Friday morning. We'll catch up with you here soon. Patriots, before we begin, make sure you're getting a good night's sleep. Sleep is so important, and to get a good night's sleep, you need great products. Right now, MyPillow.com has some amazing sales going on for this Memorial Day weekend. 66% off on many products and a big special going on on My Slippers which is up to 90 or actually $90 off on a purchase of my slippers. Absolutely fantastic deal. And of course, the ongoing buy one, get one offer is being pushed by Mike Lindell. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. I guarantee you they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. I do not like my sheets. I love my Giza Dream sheets. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you can buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or you can get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com. Use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And that's MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Your promo code is Bards, B-A-R-D-S. You can take advantage of all these sales are on right now. And there's so many sales across the entire site. You can also use your promo code on the Frank Speech site and the My Store site. So check it out at MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. And if you want to speak to a real person, they have Patriot Pillow Counselors on standby. Call 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939. Use your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S, and they will get you hooked up. Patriots, I want to start tonight with a real interesting teaser trailer that's been put out by True the Vote, which did 2,000 Mules. They've got something cooking, and it sounds pretty interesting. Like you've never seen, unleashing a barrage of false claims of fraud and corruption. Why is it always conservatives who seem to get censored? All right, what do you want to do? Release it all. The, the video, the data, all of it. Make it all public. The world needs to see this. Okay, well, we've already built a plan. And I knew you would, so uh, how long is it going to take? Um, give me a few weeks. I'm leaving right now. Wait for my mark. Then we will pull the ripcord. All the easy choices are in the past. Hashtag ripcord. Want in? Sign up at truthevote.org. Sign up at truthevote.org. I love that. All the easy choices are in the past. Sounds pretty good to me. I'll tell you right there. So that's it's coming up, and that's all part of this unraveling of the deep state. You can figure that what went on in Texas is only going to get crazier. But I want to read something to you tonight. And we just did that last show with Duncan and I did the last show together, which is fantastic. And I want to read this to you. And it's really pretty interesting because this is all about what our theory of what just happened. So listen to this. I have a theory about the Uvalde shooting 
It was a cartel hit, in my opinion. I was looking at his Instagram pics. There was one person who liked all of his photos. Ubaldo Villa Lobos Almedia. Media is spelled incorrectly, but wolves in the middle? And that's what it translates to. That's Los Zetos. They recruit boys from age 11 to 17 and train them to be assassins. They call them wolf boys. And we all know which three-letter U.S. agency works with them. Yeah, probably the same one listening tonight. Yep, that one. You know who I'm talking about. Another, another dimension in this whole thing as we try to unravel this. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. But listen to this ridiculous. I mean, if you see the video, it's even worse. This is for the press conference, one of the press conferences today. And this sheriff actually started laughing in the middle of this press conference, which is, I mean, you can always excuse some of that for being just poor media presence, but this is just schmuckery right here. This is just a clown show, straight up. Listen to this. Urging uh, the police to go in while you were waiting for a tactical SWAT team, even that some parents were asking to borrow police armor so they could make a counter assault on the school. I have heard that information, but we have not verified that yet. So, what, that, part, what part haven't you verified? We have not verified if that, that a true statement or not, or is it just rumor out there? So, you got to understand, we're getting a lot of information we're trying to track down and see what is true. We want to vet it. That's all I have. We understand. Thank you so much. So, so look, we appreciate the questions. What were the officers doing between 1144 and 1245? I got you. Yes, sir. You guys have said that he's barricaded. Can you explain to us how he's barricaded and why you guys did not reach that door? So, I have taken all your questions into consideration. We will be doing updates. We will be doing updates to answer those questions. What is your name? Shimon. I hear you. Because we've been given a lot of bad information, so why don't you clear all of this up and explain to us how it is that your officers are in there for an hour. Yes, Shimon, we will we will circle back with you. We want to answer all your questions. We want to give you the why. That, that's that's our job. So give us time. I'm taking all your questions. I'm taking them back to talk to the team. And uh Thank you for being here. We'll talk soon. A couple things about that piece. I know it's a little bit hard to hear audio-wise, but this is really what's important to take away. Number one, what you just heard there, I think is a first in years of journalists actually doing their damn job. They actually were asking real questions and wanting to know real answers, and that happens because the Citizen Journalist Army has finally been putting enough pressure and this whole thing is unraveling around them secondly the these actors these clowns that are up here whatever they are pretending to be sheriff and so forth this is ridiculous circle back the only circle back i know is circle back jenny and she's no longer in the biden administration matter of fact i don't know where she is she's suddenly gone mia have you noticed interesting so this is a, a pretty interesting moment 
in, in kind of turning the tide, and it's important to pay attention, and it, it means that we have to push harder. It means when you've got the enemy being pushed on and you've got finally a few journalists having enough spine to be journalists and ask the hard questions, now you're starting to see the pressure of what happens when the people get fed up because the journalists don't want to get caught in this crossfire. We're not talking about the nightly news CIA hand puppets. These are people on the ground, kind of your gumshoe type of old that I think are finally starting to get the message that if they don't start doing their job, they're going to get caught in this crossfire, and it's not going to be pretty at all. And people are definitely getting fed up. There is no question about it, and we should be. Right on schedule, Hollywood naturally let out an anti-gun violence ad, and they had a, quote, Sandy Hook, which should tell you everything. And it's just, it's all done with this morose black and white, oh, we need to do something, sort of garbage. I'm not even going to play it because it just gives me a headache. But it's important to appreciate that a lot of things are happening. And, of course, what they're targeting is Second Amendment. And it's the Second Amendment combined with faith. I always say this because the two go hand in hand because it's literally sort of the spirit and sort of the steel that are keeping them at bay, and they can't stand it. They're waiting for the country to roll over and play dead cockroach, and it's not happening. I mean, here's two pieces on that real quick. I just think it's worth pointing out that the exact same group of people who for the last two years have been forcing something on you that you didn't want to do, forcing you and your kids to do things all day long that you didn't want to do, they've, they've been limiting your free speech on social media platforms for the last five, six years, and now they want to tell you which guns you can own. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get some popcorn. How about you? I just think it's worth If they get a choice on which guns you get to own, it's going to be something like a spitball gun and and a rubber band gun. Look, here's the thing that they know. And they know that as long as Americans have the right to bear arms, and they can try all this they want, they're not going to get, nothing's going to budge here. But what they also are doing here is they're not intending to confiscate. Be clear about that. This is all about a psychological drama to wear people down and to turn people against themselves. They know that the hardcore that own guns, which is about 80 million to 100 million hardcore Americans, most of them Trump supporters, that own 300 million or more guns, that have about several billion rounds of ammunition, they know very well that they're never going to give them away. What they're working on is that marginal middle, middle group and the extreme left to try to bring them together to start screaming out against the violence and the banning of something. And so what we're, what we're witnessing here is this turning of narrative. And I've got a great piece that we'll close with tonight on this. But it's uh, the point that we have to get to is to appreciate that if they're going to start banning for these shootings, we should start banning cars or other things. I mean, this is the ridiculousness of the whole thing, and they want this because it's it's the diabolical part of this is people imagine what's not shown. By the way, this is a really important principle in all your propaganda, so pay attention. One of the magic things in a good photo is that you don't show the graphic whore, by the way. You don't show the graphicness of the, of the scene. You leave a little bit out. 
And there's a reason you do that in a great photo because the mind will fill in the blanks. So right now what you're noticing about what's happening in Texas is you don't see any graphic footage. You didn't even see any ambulances. I don't know what's going on. But here's what you do have going on. You have things like the pictures of the children, and and then you get the announcement today that there's a person coming in who is a reconstructionist that's going to reconstruct the faces of the children. And I bet I just got you on that one too. Everyone went, oh, my goodness, the horrors of this, right? They're going to reconstruct the faces of the children so they can identify them. That's really interesting. How do we know what children, what the children who died's name are, and now suddenly we, we know their names and we know who they are, but we can't identify them until we have a reconstructionist come in? See how they play this? And they get into your head. And they get turning around in your head, and so the people start imagining all the horrific things that are going on. There's another great piece on 2A. Coming down to the zero hour and these global elitists are shitting their pants right now because they don't understand why their infiltrated agents here in America haven't stripped us of our constitutionally protected rights to own and bear firearms yet. They're moving forward, but we're not budging. And that's no bueno for them. No bueno, baby, no bueno, because we aren't budging. Because remember, part of what they planned on all along was to instill and to install agents of terror across this entire country in the small towns all the way up to the big cities. That would have been Los Zetos. That would have been MS-13. That would have been other people like the militant side of BLM, Antifa. All these things were going to be in every single community, and it was all going to erupt at once. And Americans wouldn't have weapons to defend themselves. And so you would have witnessed in your community, this is literally their part of their plan, so be very clear about what I'm telling you. This is not, a, I'm not making this up. What they were hoping to do was to instill these, install these terror agents in your local community. You wouldn't have guns at this point. They'd be confiscated. And then you would witness like the most brutal, heinous murders in the middle of your communities. You'd have people drug out of their homes. It would be typically elderly or children or women or elderly men who couldn't defend themselves, young men who couldn't defend themselves, and they would behead them, and they would do all sorts of horrible things right in the middle of the street. So people would witness it, and then those people would become your constable, your sheriff, your police officer. That was the idea. And they were planning on between the terror of the bioweapon, the terror of a limited nuclear war, and the terror in your communities, people would just melt. They would just give up, and they would submit to whatever is out there. Right now, patriots, I hope everybody's listening and getting this, that this is time you double down. I hope the fires of righteousness are burning and that you're pissed off because we're getting played in Texas. And I'm sorry for those that have lost people, really am. But we're getting played on many, many levels. Questions need to be answered that they're not answering. And before they're willing to answer the questions, they're already talking about confiscating guns. And Hollywood's out in front of this with their big mouths, every one of which, by the way, has a paid security element. So just understand what that's about. Now, in let me see the year. I think it was 2013, if I'm not mistaken. And it was New York passed what they called the SAFE Act. So, yes, it was in 2013. And the legislature in New York passed the SAFE Act. They voted 43 to 18 to pass the SAFE Act, which was going to limit people's right on guns and many other things. I want you to hear this very well-spoken veteran from Iraq 
give his position on the SAFE Act. He's also a law enforcement agent. Hello, my name is Aaron Weiss and I live in the town of Poughkeepsie. I'm a combat veteran of Iraq and I'm also a law enforcement officer. I attended the Public Safety Committee's last meeting in regards to this resolution, but I didn't say anything because I wanted to hear what everyone else had to say. And I heard some shocking things from some people and some legislators. They said that it took a lot of courage to pass this SAFE Act. Apparently my definition of courage differs from yours. You see, if it was really so courageous a bill and it took so much courage to pass it, then why was it done in the middle of the night when no one could see it or read it? That's not courage. That's a mafia-style sit-down to divvy up what's good for the bosses. Courage is taking the right and true course of action, not the politically expedient one. And anyone who is proud of this law must also be proud of the Patriot Act, the TSA, imprisoning Japanese citizens in World War II, since all these actions were spurred on by emotional fear and rammed through in the name of public safety. Another issue is the insistence of certain people to stand on the graves of dead children and challenge those that disagree to say it to the parents' faces. Well, I, for one, will pick up that gauntlet. First off, why is dead children your battle cry? You didn't say anything about the hundreds of Chicago children being killed, and for some reason you only scream when it happens to wealthy white ones. And yes, I will say to anyone's face, my right is more important than your dead because I fought for it firsthand. I washed the blood of my friends out of, the, out of my Humvee, and I picked up their mangled bodies, and I fought day in and day out. I did more things that you people can't imagine. So yeah, my right trumps your dead. I earned it in blood. I gave up a lot for this country, including my youth, and better men than me gave up a whole lot more so that all you, myself included, could enjoy the rights that are guaranteed to us in our Constitution and Bill of Rights. And we didn't go through all that to come back home and watch the surrender of what we fought for happen based on the demented actions of a couple madmen. So in closing, I would like to address specifically the legislators we all know who are going to vote against this resolution. I understand you will vote against this resolution based on some misguided sense of the public good. However, as a law enforcement officer, I'm curious to know about your true resolve. Since voting to take away someone's rights is totally different than being asked to enforce it, I want you to consider this. If you support the SAFE Act so wholeheartedly, are you willing to stand with law enforcement members and lead from the front to enforcement? And what I mean by that is if a constituent of yours feels so alienated by this law and the manner in which it was passed that they refuse to comply with it, are you willing to stack up on their front door and go in first? I bet if a clause was in this bill that required you, the elected leadership, our elected leaders, to go in the door first, I bet you would not be so steadfast. I guarantee they would not be. We are, we are led by a bunch of spineless criminals. They all, they don't care. It is not their interest to do the good for America. I don't think there's, and I really, at this point in time, I don't trust anybody in Congress. I don't care who it is. And I know there's some out there that people are saying, well, they're good, they're good. I'm like, not at this point. Maybe good for now. I don't trust them in the long term. I don't trust anybody up there. And this is, this is a really excellent position because most of the people that have the rights have benefited from the soldiers that have served to protect it. And we can disagree, and and I will be the first to lead in a lot of these discussions about the stupidity of some of these wars, but the one thing you can never take away from a soldier is that they committed to that fight based on the principles of a belief in doing good for a nation and its constitution.
Don't ever forget that. There's a lot of screwed up soldiers. We've got enough of them. I'm going to tell you. But I want to be clear that these soldiers have already put their life on the line. So when we have this fight going on right now, this is a different type of fight. This is a fifth generation warfare fight. It's not a kinetic fight. At least we hope it's not going to be a kinetic fight. And right now, everyone out here that's in this information war, you're now in the front lines of what a real war is like. And it's different because you don't have bullets flying at you, but instead you've got the attack on your mind and your thoughts, your perceptions, having to discern who's enemy, who's foe, who's who's friend, who's foe. This is the real fight of today. And what I'm going to say is those that have been in the trenches here, you're superb. You really are. You've, you've gained experiences that very few people have in an information warfare space. And all that means now, like any good soldier, is we are heading into the worst of the storm. It is unraveling quickly for the deep state. And that means that the mission that each digital soldier has, that mission just got more intense. You're now going to the heart of evil. And when you go to the heart of evil, whether you're shooting guns or whether you're shooting information, whatever's you're locked and loaded with, this is when it gets, when you really sort out the true fighter versus those that were just on for the ride. Any squad that gets through a fight like this, any unit that gets through a fight like this, this is a unit that is seasoned and has accepted that the seasoning has molded them, shaped them, and given them a purpose and focus of why to be. Each one of you has to make that decision. But right now, I will tell you, and I can tell you firsthand, that the level of acumen, the level of expertise, the level of discernment, the ability to function in this environment, what has evolved out of this in the digital army is light years ahead of what the army or military units have. And it's that's not around to walk on and put a chip on your shoulder, nor is it to denounce or demean anything the Army has because they have great capabilities and we have great servicemen out here. But this type of fight, you're in a fight 24-7. And very few people have survived that sort of intensity without having some sort of consequence. And I'm not going to say people won't. But this is a very real fight. And so I want you to understand that What's been accomplished here to this point, this has really been the preparation for where we are about to step into now. And at the center of all of that, there's a couple of critical things. More than a couple, but I'm going to go through a few quickly. One is you have to have your faith rock solid. You've got to have that intimate relationship with God. You have to be focused. I can't stress that enough. And focused in your faith. Because it's going to get stormy and going to get rocky. You've got to be, you can't have your house on sand. And then that leads to the seven pillars of county by county. Why I've pushed that so much, because they are literally the foundations. Those seven pillars are the foundations you can lean on and know that you've got something solid when this whole thing starts shredding. Because you're not physically moving like a deployment, but yet you're digitally moving across huge domains and huge distances. So rather than having to carry your pack and jump in the back of a Humvee or in the back of a deuce and a half or whatever you're on and you've got to get across country somewhere or if you're sitting in the back of a Chinook or sitting on the side of a Little Bird, whatever that is, 
or if you're inside of a Blackhawk, whatever's moving you to the point, that's in a real, that's in a physical war, but you're working in a digital space. And from one moment, you go from local to global, and you do that back and forth digitally all the time, whether you realize it or not. So you're constantly on the move. And that means you have got to have your armor up 100% of the time. And you've got to have a solid foundation to work from. That's your home. And that's the principle of county by county. And then you have to be working that information fight around you so that you create what we call a white space. White space is the space to operate in. And that's outside your home. That's the perimeter that you're expanding out with friendlies. And that's your neighborhood. Okay. You also have to keep clear on what they're trying to steal from you. First, we begin with your constitutional rights. They, they have in mind of just stripping you of that, and they want your guns. They don't want, they're not going to come after them directly because of what that police officer just said, that Iraq vet. They aren't going to kick your door in because they know what they'll be greeted with. But they're going to use every tool possible to turn your neighbors against you. That means individually, every person has to be an operational unit. You have to be strong in what you do. You have to be able to reach out into your community. You are an operational unit. You are a centerpiece to building a team. This is like special forces scattered out on the winds. And each one of you has that responsibility. So much of what we have been talking about for so long has been prepping for this time. I'm not going to say that I saw this exact thing coming, but I saw it coming. Because you could see it rolling at us where we were headed, just like warfare in, in, in any other warfare zone. And its form was information. It wasn't bullets, but it's just as deadly. It's deception. It's perception. It's, it's entanglement. It's emotional swings. It's getting people blinded by their fears, by their anger, by their rage. And you drop in a little bit of violence once in a while to make sure it has some spice and a little bit of fire to make sure it has some fear and maybe a little bit of gunfire. That's the fight you make. And so you also have to make sure that in your home, you have to put in your mind, you have to know your red lines, and you have to talk about them as a family. So are you going to accept, as an example, if the FBI comes knocking at your door, are you going to let them take you away? I'm not going to answer that. You have to ask that question. You know where you are in your heart. You know if you've done something right or wrong. You're walking with God. You're walking with the, with the laws of God. You have to start making some hard decisions now because their squeeze is coming. And these desperate pieces of junk are going to try many things. So get clear in your head where your red lines are and what you're willing to sacrifice for God. This is not a game. Not a game at all. This is for the sake and stake of humanity to continue to exist on this earth or to be enslaved forever. And every single person counts in this army and in this fight. This is why I reject this idea of everybody sitting on their tail going through Q posts and saying the White Hats are in control. I have no doubt that the White Hats, there is a version of White Hats that is doing some stuff behind the scenes. But to whatever that leads to, we have no idea. We don't know what that outcome is. What we know is that in the bigger picture, God is moving this boldly. And God doesn't want to, God doesn't care whether it's you believe in Biden or believe in Trump. God wants your eyes on him and through Christ to him. 
It's a very important principle to hold on to because right now, if you watch what's been going on, two things have cropped up this last week, which are, to me, very disturbing. One is this uber MAGA, ultra MAGA, whatever it is, and Trump has now been deified as a king. I want nothing to do with that. And now you've got this other thing going on in social media of proclaiming Trump to be Jesus Christ. All of that may just be psyop, and that's fine, but some of it is being perpetuated by the whole movement. God is not going to tolerate idols at all. And God is moving this fight. It is essential that everyone keeps their eyes clear on where your allegiance is. Take your eyes off of nation state borders. Take your eyes off of flags. Take your eyes off of political leaders. Focus on what we're trying to get done here and know your red lines. You choose to walk in the manner that Christ calls you. For some, that's a warrior spirit. For some, it's a healing spirit. For some, it's many things. But be clear with that relationship. Things are starting to unravel. And they will continue to unravel. We know already that monkeypox is here. And, oh, don't worry. They're coming to help you. Here we go again. If there's only some way that I'd be able to know if I have monkeypox... Huh. Oh, look at there. Roche's developing test kits to detect if you have the monkeypox virus. Huh. I guess skin irritation and blistering isn't enough. Well, thank God for these guys. Exactly. <laughs> monkeypox is the latest. It'll be something else after this. They've already injected about 60% of the population. We don't even know the effects of that because we have no real gauge on what this stuff does. We know that there have been, by VAERS, close to 40,000 people dead. We know that, by, according to Tom Renz, it's upwards of 450,000 people that have died, maybe more. And we know, according to Tom Renz, it's well over a million or a million and a half that have been injured by this thing. This is a war on humanity and a war on, on the entire country, for that matter. And I know that we've we've gone through sways of this, and we and I do make a point of kind of mocking at a lot of this, but at the core of this, there is always that warrior spirit you have to have, and that's a focus and a commitment to accomplishing the mission, no matter what. And our mission's really clear because we are in alignment with God as we walk. And the thing is, that if we follow that together, there's nothing but rewards that come out of that. General Thomas, Lieutenant General Thomas McInerney. I can never say his name right. McInerney. McInerney. (laughs) I apologize, General, for screwing it up because I just did. McInerney. That's it. Um, Here you go. I want you to hear this two minutes and 11 second interview he did on the spot. It gives you an idea of some of the things that are unraveling. He's a good source. And just consider the magnitude of everything he's talking about in conjunction with what's going on with the trial right now. When you look, when you look at kind of, you take. Oh, hold on a minute. That's the wrong one. That was with De- that was with Nunes. We'll do that in a second. Here is um, the general right here. Look, they have, this is a scorecard from excuse me from Joseph Goebbels. If you tell a lie big enough, and that's what they're doing. And you see Pelosi, you see Schumer, Ann just told me that Pelosi called the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, 
and they're trying to get him out on the 25th Amendment or to impeach him. Why? Well, because on Wednesday, they took Pelosi's laptop. She's frantic. There were some people in there that were special forces mixed with Antifa, and they took her laptop and they had that data. Because they have that data. I believe they also have a source that is talking like a songbird. And the president is going to spring that person on us so it will completely, completely change because it is someone that has said, I'm not going to do this. This is treason. Remember, could he, could this he is use, treason, high treason. Sir, could he use the emergency broadcast system or emergency well, you, action message I don't know, to did communicate? You see yesterday this? that they. An email went around telling everybody about the emergency broadcast I did. system. So there are those those little signals that you see. You see that what I saw was the September 18th or 19th executive order 2018 that if foreigners were involved in the U.S. election, the president could declare an emergency. That means he knew back two years ago. And that's why... It, you know, it's just all come together that COVID-19 was a biological attack. Let's, let's not say it was an accident and it slipped out of a food market or anything. We're not that naive anymore. This thing is about two years old right now, but it's still relevant. That's why I played it tonight. Because there's a lot of pieces that are moving in. And the problem that has been happening in the movement is that when something is said, people expect it to happen right away. So when the general says that, you know, there's the laptops taken, people expect to see an arrest next week. The magnitude of the crimes that we're seeing, I'm going to take small example and we're going to take it to a big one. In the last, this last week, through this last week, I've gone over in, in detail the anomalies that are existing within this shooting in Texas. And there's a lot of them. And Yet this shooting in Texas is a small example of the complex and well-developed networks that exist to derail the United States. In a normal situation, you would not have any questions about what's happened. You would have an investigation. There'd be some, there would have been a solid response. There wouldn't be any strange anomalies with the shooter. All of this stuff would be open for discussion. We've seen good police work there. Right now we're seeing just schmucks running the thing. Probably just all clowns. And they're mocking the public. This is one tiny incident that randomly comes out of the blue with a kid that has all the profile of being a programmed agent. And there he goes. And there's literally, there's no consistency in any of the story. When you start to look at this on a global level, every single country has this sort of network development in it. Everywhere. And this is how they keep governments in line. This is how they eliminate people who want to have voice for the people. And the only thing that stands out different in the entire world from us to everybody else is that we have our Second Amendment right. That's literally the sort of steal. And they want it. They want it bad. You've seen what's happened to Australia. 
Australians, we love you if you're listening, because I know some do. We pray for you, but you guys gave up your guns. They did it in England. People give up their guns, and they bought into this narrative, and they have not been able to break us yet on this, and they're going to ramp this up. So everything that the general talked about is, is all there. But it takes time. You've seen how long it takes for Durham's trial to come out. But I want you to think about this in another way. The fact that Durham has come out at this point in time is critical because it means that he's been able to come out without somebody assassinating him. This is important. He's carried, The stuff he's doing was enough to trigger whatever he's doing, in my opinion, is enough to trigger an event in Texas. Because on the same day that the Texas event happens, that night, at that night, or that day, was when the FBI was implicated in the Russiagate issue. And there are more indictments coming and more things coming, which we're going to talk about in a second. At the same time, on the same, right around the same days, remember this video, well, very recently, it was actually when the Durham stuff started, you had the release of the Ghost Battalion video. And that was the whole PSYOP video, which, you know, it's, it's amazing to me how misread that was because everybody's like, well, this is weird. Like the military is telling us they're going to PSYOP us. Patriots, they're not doing that. That whole video was a message and it was a deep message that everyone should have read correctly, which is what you're watching. The world is a stage. Most everything that you're witnessing has been set up by script. That's what you see in the media. That's the events you're doing. The question is, are you going to be foolish enough to be driven by the events that are being contrived? Or are you going to be strong enough to ask the hard questions to dig? And, in, and then the part I add is, will you have your faith strong enough to lean on God first? There's so many questions people should ask that they don't ask. And that's really what the whole essence of that video is about to remind people, and the Ghost Battalion, I've told you, which is so important, was right out of World War II. They were the ones that created the biggest deception ever in making the Germans believe, and this is why it is so important, making the Germans believe, that's the Nazis, that we are fighting the Nazis again. We never stopped that war. We, the, the Ghost Battalion was successful in convincing the Nazis that Patton was going to lead the invasion when, in fact, the real invasion happened on Normandy, climbing the impossible cliffs. No one thought we would possibly land there. So if you look at that video in that context, you realize that so much of what's happening here is they're leading people into a trap to make them believe one thing, while in fact the real mission is going somewhere else. There are good things happening behind the scenes, but that does not mean that this is going to be easy. And this is why in my whole position here always it's been about what you and I need to be doing because people get lazy and they get lethargic. It's back to the pew marshmallow thing. People are happy to go to church on Sunday, pray, repent, throw some money in the pot, and forget about God for the rest of the week. But the real issue is what you're doing every single day in this grind. This is war is absolutely real. And this war is both here and it's at the spiritual plane. And every single one of us has a massive responsibility to stay engaged. And unfortunately, it's too easy for people to drift 
and want to have the, oh, I'm kind of tired. I was reading a post today and I don't blame them for it, but it's like, you know, Patriots, this is going to get rough. And if you need a break, go ahead and take a break. It's like, what's that? You're in the middle of the damn war and you want to take R&R? You're in the middle of the war to save humanity and you need time off? Not on my, not on my team. This is not the way this works. Buck up. Strap up your, your bootstraps. Get ready. You need to add more load to your pack. Do it. Because that's the way real war works. And this is a real war. And every single person in this war needs to get conditioned to it. And that's exactly the problem we're facing is too many people are wanting the easy way. Christ didn't take the easy way. My goodness. Listen to some of these things coming up in the trial and just start to imagine what just happened in Texas and now conceive what might be coming. When you look when you look at kind of you take the Sussman indictment, you have to then roll next to the that the Danchenko indictment, which will not be in Washington, D.C. And Danchenko is going to be very interesting because he was a guy that was essentially like Christopher Steele, the so-called MI6 you know, guy that had all British spy. Well, we know that he just got all that from Danchenko. Well, we now know that Danchenko was just getting that from you know, the Clinton campaign orbit. Yeah. So it's going to be fascinating to see that guy on the stand uh, with a jury in Northern Virginia that should be, I think, much better than what they have in Washington, D.C. So there's probably, and, and then we also learned this week that uh, that you know likely there's going to be more indictments because we learned that one of those FBI agents that was involved in opening up this the so-called Alpha Bank uh, part of the investigation that he is also uh, admitted under oath this week that he's under investigation under a DOJ investigation. Now well, we don't know is that is that Durham is that somebody else we you know we don't know. Well, every day brings new revelations, and dear friends, if you read the indictments, just the first 26-page indictment from Durham was absolutely fascinating. He's got some access on the inside, and those canary birds are singing. And there are people singing. There's no question about that. There are people that are, but timing in this sort of event is everything, literally. Timing is everything. And we are dealing with a global fight, even though we're at the, and we are at the epicenter of this fight because we have the most notorious and well-developed a number of dirtbags right here in our country. We have the most well-developed institutionalized child, unborn child murder system in the world. I think we even exceed China on that level. We have an institution that is corrupt at so many levels and we have a whole band of willful idiots that are going along with this narrative that somehow it's okay to kill kids. We need to not worry about any morals and do whatever we want and live for me. That has to change. So when we get down to what's coming, you have the trial, you have the big drop apparently coming from true the vote. You have the awakening of just like what just happened in Texas. They can't get past this because people are just tearing it apart. They're shredding the narrative, which is great. Media is now on its heels because it can't hold the narrative. And that's their job to hold the narrative of propaganda. We have those that are in power thinking that they're still superior to everybody. They snark at people. They think it's okay. They lecture you. They tell you how to think. We're not listening anymore. We're done. The awakening is happening, and the core group, that strongest group, in my opinion, are those that are standing boldly with God. That relationship you have with Jesus is what carries you because you're not attached to 
this other stuff. You're not, if you're walking there, you're not affected by it, at least not much. But here's a real interesting test, by the way. If you think that mail-in voting is a good idea, listen to this. So here's a fun task for a lot of you out there. Put $500 in an envelope and mail it to yourself. If you don't have the guts to do that because you think it'll get lost, you should vote in person come November. Bingo, right there. That's it. Because nobody will. I mean, if you send $500 in the mail cash to yourself, uh, you must have 500 to burn because I'm not sure it'll get there. We are at a point right now of a precipice. And it's a time as a nation we have to come together and ask some hard questions. But we shouldn't be surprised at what just happened in Texas. We shouldn't be surprised at where our nation is. In fact, if we really want to look at Texas, Texas is the greatest hypocrisy for our nation to even be mourning for those children. I know that sounds horrible. But hear my point, because I'm going to play a piece here that makes this point. We endure the murder of children on a daily basis through abortion, and yet we mourn the death of children that are murdered when those people that want to murder children say it's okay. What do we expect on a godless world? It's wrong, America. Isn't this what you wanted? I mean, just weeks ago, you were standing in your streets. You were protesting on your state capitol steps, advocating for the murder, the taking of innocent human life inside of a safe place called the womb. You argued that it was the right of a human being to take the life of another human being. And then now when you see a human take the lives of other human beings, specifically children, in a place where they're supposed to be safe called the schools, you say that it's morally wrong? Isn't this what you wanted? Isn't this what you advocate for? How are you shocked at a godless society when you've taken God out of everything? This is what you wanted. This is what you ask for. And this is what you're going to continue to get until you repent and bring God back into this nation. And that we must do. Because at the end of the day, our obligation is to bring God back to this world. It has nothing to do with a president, it has nothing to do with a flag. It has to do with who's on the throne. And we have a long ways to travel here before people understand the magnitude of that as a nation. As a nation, we're still trying to get back to normal, whatever that is. As a nation, we're still trying to figure out when the economy is going to get better and gas prices are going to get cheaper and life is going to be easier to live. We don't have to work so hard. I don't think that's in the Bible, but somewhere that became standard code. We want to have the glitz and the glam of all the new tech the bing and the bling. Can't wait still for the new iPhone. People keep are eagerly waiting for the Apple conference to see, is Apple really going to come up with something super this time? It's going to re-innovate the phone? Guaranteed they'll come up with another version of the COVID app for you. Don't worry about that. That'll be in the latest update. We have Elon Musk pushing his electric garbage, shooting a space rocket into space that somehow has a rat that runs on the engine in full burning heat. I don't know how that's possible, but who knows? It's all just a big lie. And what isn't a lie is our relationship with Christ. 
And so as we push through this, we have to, as a nation, repent to get God back here. We have to repent for the sins of the nation, which, frankly, begin in the womb. And so we shouldn't be shocked when there's killings out here. Whatever form that takes, we shouldn't be shocked. I mean, if we're not going to mourn the dead of the, in the womb and we're not going to be concerned about the number of dead that crop up or stack up every weekend in Chicago or every week, and we're not going to be worried about the dead that are stacking up in Philadelphia from fentanyl to heroin to shootings, and we're not worried except to go, ooh, ah, about the abuse and the attacks that are happening on the streets of New York. And we're not worried about the crime that's happening in the other cities. And there's a lot of crime happening, and they're all Democratic controlled. Chicago, Baltimore, Portland, New Orleans, Philly, New York City, L.A., San Bernardino, St. Louis, Milwaukee, Detroit, Dayton, Richland, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Oakland, D.C. Every one of those is Democrat-run. Every one of those is inculcated with the liberal ideologies. And those are your high crime rates in the high crime cities in the nation. And I guarantee every one of them has many abortion clinics. We have to get back to the fact that we as a nation owe God in a simple terms, a massive apology and a begging for forgiveness. And when we get there as a nation, then we're on the right track. Patriots, our mission is just beginning. And the storm is at its point of starting. And it's going to get rough. And our role is, not, is never going to be more important than now. Never will so much be asked by so few, by so many. This onion skin is getting ripped back and the meat is being exposed. And the deeper we go, the more terrified people will be because it's disorienting. They have no idea what's going on. They've never been prepared for the realization that their governor, government is a criminal cabal. They still believe in baseball, apple pie, and Chevrolet, some like Ford. Others like Jeeps. That's cool too. But the reality is that all of this is coming down around everybody, and it's coming down fast. And as it collapses, the prices of oil are skyrocketing, food's skyrocketing, the buying power is falling, the federal dollar is dissipating, and people, 82% of the public, still thinks that prices are going up because corporations are raising them. They're so out of touch with reality. But God's not going to let that happen or continue, I should say, because in the end, all truth must be shown and all truth will be shown. So whatever side you're betting on, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter whether the left or the right or the progressives or the conservatives or the globalists or the regionalists or the nationalists, it doesn't matter who wins. Why? Because the one thing God is promising and we're seeing it happen right now is truth. And when we understand the power of truth, truth trumps all. And God is making sure that the truths are being revealed. And when the truth is truly there, there is one guarantee that will happen. Like they say, there's no atheist in a foxhole. People will turn to God and beg for forgiveness. And it's then that we begin the healing. Let's pray.
Father, we come to you tonight very humbled, eyes open, and very aware of the challenges that sit before us, and probably many more than we can even envision. This is a time when our nation needs to repent, Father. As a nation, we need to come before you and repent the sins of the death of children, the sins that we commit on a daily basis, the rejecting of you in all things, taking you out of schools, taking you out of government, every single pillar that we had to keep this country rooted and grounded in a relationship with you has been stripped. And sadly, we've accepted it. Forgive us. Forgive us for these failures. Forgive us for this failing as a nation as people. We sit here tonight to repent before you for all this that has passed. And we pray for the mercy of this nation. We pray for your merciful hand on this nation. And we also pray for justice. Father, we can't move forward without justice and we can't move forward without repentance. And we will sit here tonight and pray and tell you that as painful as it is, We'll take on those burdens and to please bring both. The time is here. It's necessary. And your remnant is solid. We're standing on the rock of faith and we know this storm is going to crash hard on these rocks. But we're ready. Thank you for all that you give. Thank you for the eyes to see. Thank you for the ears to hear. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, so important that as a nation, we repent and bring God back to the throne. So, so important that all of us continue to work and pursue that. Where two or three are gathered and constantly doing that theme. Where two or three are gathered. Bring a friend in. Bring two friends in. Pray for the repentance of our nation. Continue with that. To move that forward. It's so important. As we do each step, remember this is probably one of the most powerful points of all of this. God doesn't need 300 million. What God needs are the pure hearts of 300. And the world will change. Patriots, have a very blessed evening. I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. These are times for some very focused prayers and to extend those with the two or three that you have to continue to pray as we extend this out in a praying for repentance of our nation. God is with us. He will never forsake us. And in the end, God will win. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. See you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull.
sets down over the hill where the lost got found. Reaching through somehow, oh, you're an island when the world is too loud. When the seasons change, I know the space between us will stay the same. Resting on this faith, when your soul answers calls far away. Thank、you.